Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 280, episode one of Dare Daily's Zeitgeist, a Ooh. production of iHeartRadio. Yo, hello. Hello. <laughs> Yellow, you got Justin. This is a <laughs> podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Monday, March 20th, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I've been told I look like son of El Chop. Well, resembling his Eho across the El Rio. I've been told I look like son of El Chapo to the Ooh. honey saying Goggins. We don't have the same noggins. <laughs> I've been told I look like son of El Chapo. New York Mag says it's a drag. Please don't mention that rag. Why? Because that <laughs> list is tenuous at best. It's a maybe. Maybe. Ooh. That is courtesy of Razik on the Discord. Yo, I'm gonna put the air horns in there for that one. All right. Yeah. He can because I am thrilled to be joined by a very special guest, co-host, artist, musician, the producer of this very podcast. It is super producer Justin Connor. Yo, yo, yo. It's Justin Connor, aka the Shy Town Shy Guy. I am gonna chicken out on doing an AKA. Oh, I put a call come out. On. I did put a call out, but I did not have enough time to prepare. I think I saw one yeah. or two, and they were they were great. They fire yeah they were great i will do that the next time i co-host i i'm committing to that right here the uh jack peer pressured me before we started he said i was a coward and i agreed with him so (laughs) now i have to do this next time and i ripped open my shirt like (laughs) fraser in uh school ties and shouted it at at his window (laughs) he made me count his abs as i repented for not doing (laughs) one yeah yeah, so we're at one over here on the ab front but Justin, 
And, and by the way, I'm just going to put it out there as an open invitation, even when Miles is back next week, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, folks. Get excited. Maybe. But th- you're always welcome to join in with an AK. You okay. know, you're always welcome to pop on. And, I'm going to be and, violent and with it. Know. I will be dis- <laughs> I'm going to disrupt the entire. I'm going to do it like 20 minutes into the recording. <laughs> AK, hey, Justin. Yeah, just come in as you guys are talking about something real sad. <laughs> yeah, please, God, those are the moments when we need it most. Uh, in times like these, Justin, we, you have an open invitation. You got the green light to, to shoot away, swing everything. away. Yeah, I'm going to get Nathan Fielder with it. Just go please. really avant-garde and strange. Let's go. Please, the show needs it. Well, Justin, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the greats. Legend. A hilarious actor, mm. improviser, stand-up comedian who mm. you've seen on Key and Peele Workaholics, Comedy Bang Bang, writes for TV shows like, I don't know, Grand Crew, uh, video games and TV shows and video games about TV shows and game TV shows about video games. It, Please it, welcome it. Noted Thought Dead TM. It's Ify Waddy Hello! Hello, it's your boy Ify coming in strong, ready to hold it down yet again. Again, carving my face out on top of my Zeit more. I know it's now, changed the light. More. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing. I'm just. My face is crumbling back in. I'm coming. Yeah, it's still back. there. You just got it. Just needs a it's few touch ups. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like the suggestion that you're carving your face back on top of other faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just Mount Mount Zeitmore becomes one big iffy face. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just the, we've it. we've made one side of my face larger. <laughs> <laughs> what's good man how are you doing oh man i'm doing good you know it's been great just uh enjoying uh you know i just did the joko cruise last week and that was a blast you know on a boat with a bunch of nerds doing nerdy stuff i uh, did some Hell improv yeah. uh and uh yeah now i'm feeling good you know i already, already went snowboarding i'm trying to get it in as much before the uh before the uh you know uh it ends. The, the ice pack melts and yeah, yeah, global the ice, uh, uh, yeah. climate change makes it so you can oh, only... I mean, the climate change is why the season is probably longer this yeah, year. That's nice <laughs> yeah, that's a nice check. We got those We got those ground chillers, though. We're good. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, we do have a giant chillers. apparatus to chill the ground and we'll you know, we can combat global warming. Well, well it was, it's funny because, you know, they're like, oh, it's rained and snowed so much that we've stopped the drought measures. I'm like, no, keep it going. Like, keep yeah. it, like, 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 let's stop thinking in the now and let's get yeah. the reserves backed up. Yeah. We know that, we know that we go through it because honestly, I think we just need to permanently change our water usage. Mm, you know, I true. think that's what it comes down to. Turns out, yeah, but that seems to be the case. If you going back to the cruise uh, thing, cruise culture is kind of controversial. Some people hate it. Some people love it. How did you find the cruise? How, what were your uh, feelings on well, cruise culture? I got to say, you know, they're obviously as a performer on the cruise, I am biased. I get like certain perks and stuff. But I will say, you know, it is interesting when you like the surface level is is very fun. But if you think too hard, it'll be wild because you're like, oh, man, the staff is all these great working attentive people from the philippines and you're like <laughs> if if all your staff is from another country that can't you know capitalism has taught us that can't be good <laughs> that right. can't be there must be a reason but that they've uh, no. all chosen one nation yeah yeah to, uh, yeah, yeah yeah that they, that they all chosen to hire outside of the u.s uh, yes. it's like why why is this uh, mm-hmm. what is this can i know 
what you're being paid, so I know whether to yeah. whether to really get in the ass. Anyway, uh, is one of no. the perks getting to uh, drive the ship? No, I, that, they refused as much as I kind of knocked on the captain's door. <laughs> Let me do a couple saying, donuts, please. Yeah, just a yeah, come on, I just I want to drift the boat. It's gonna yeah. burn out on the sea real quick. Yeah, yeah. Come on, dog. Uh, the, yeah, they wouldn't let me in there. But I, you know the the food. You know, twenty four hour access to food can't get any better than that. And then we, oh, that's dope. Then we heard there's this thing where like a lot of older people will just do a month of cruises mm-hmm. where they would just keep doing because, you know, you, it's your room and board and your food kind of paid for. It actually ends up being cheaper than like a retirement home. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was going to say, I don't know if this is like a black thing, but a lot of the older generations in my family, they love a cruise. They oh, absolutely yeah. love a cruise. And Miles and I were talking about this, too. He, he has a similar experience. And when I talk about my love of cruises, generally to most people, it gets shot down. They're like, ah, oh, that's that's shitty. But also the the two cruises I've been on, I had hella white people serving me. And yeah. that that felt great. So yeah, um, <laughs> see, I want that cruise. That yeah. sounds like a great cruise. Yeah. I mean, truly it's 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 funny that you should say that because yeah, no, my my family was all in on cruises. And, you know, speaking of Mountain Sight more. Uh, Jaquise Neal loves the cruise. Yeah. Uh, he got real uh, hyped when he heard I was going on a cruise. He loves the cruise. He's big <laughs> in the cruise culture too. Yeah. But I think the first cruise I went on, I was like completely sold. I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. The second one, I didn't like it as much, but it was more so because I was like, I kind of viewed it in this way where I, where I thought this would be way more fun if everyone had the same vibe, because on a cruise, you have just mm. mixed by this family vacay, yes, retirement right. home folks, yeah. young group of folks trying to get like turned up. Mm-hmm. So between all of that, you know, it, it's a very mixed bag, but something like the Joko cruise where the whole cruise is chartered and everyone's on the same vibe. It's, ex- I was like, this is what I was thinking of when I Hell said, yeah. Everyone needs to be the same vibe. So that's a fair point. You can do a themed cruise. Yeah. I'd say go that route. I like that. It's joke O, like the word joke and then O. Yeah. Yeah. For Jonathan Colton, the singer songwriter, it's his crew. Uh, cruise, his crew, and his crew cruise. Yeah. Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. You got it right. The cruise cruise. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Amazing. All right. Iffy, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of the things we're talking about. Amazon is being sued for not warning customers about facial recognition technology. They had that Amazon Go store announcement where they're like, you just walk in and you get to pretend you're shoplifting. White people, rich people, you get to pretend you're shoplifting for the first time and it'll be fun for you. But it's basically like cameras keep an eye on you. And they like know, and then they just like do the math on the back end or some shit. Oh, so they don't have to uh, have a person follow you around the entire time like right. they did with me. Oh, cool. The cameras do the oh, following. Yeah. We've really come a long way. I love this. Yes. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, New York is the only major city where it's illegal to use facial recognition technology without telling people. So, somebody in New York is suing them, which is good. I just good. generally like to uh, give a. Nice little pat on the back anytime someone sues Amazon. Yeah. But the, the, this is an interesting story because it's about the way that they're trying to shape the world to their ends. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about yet another brand movie, man. They are coming fast and furious. We've talked about Air. We've talked about BlackBerry. We've talked about Tetris. And now we've got that Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie 
which we we talked about a few years back when it first got greenlit. It's directed by Eva Longoria, and it's a biopic of the guy who invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos, allegedly. And there's a big allegedly around this movie. But mm-hmm. it premiered uh, at South By, I think. or Yeah, it premiered at South By, and people seem to really love it. So we are going to continue to talk about this trend where... Brands are the new superheroes. Brands are the new movie protagonists. We might even pitch a couple couple more movies that we will definitely be seeing in the future. Uh, on a recent episode, if we, we pitched a Lunchables movie about the invention mm. of Lunchables. Ooh. But we we think we have some some ideas for some that were, are almost inevitable, so we yeah. might as well make them good. Yeah. All of that, plenty more, or maybe just a few of those things. And <laughs> But before we get to any of it, Ify, uh, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, so, uh, you know, I was looking. So something from my search history, this one is pretty simplistic. Uh, everyone knows I'm an L.A. boy. I hold it down, you know, uh, Lakers fan. Uh, you know, now that I'm splitting tick, uh, season ticks with Nick Weiger and Uh-oh. Dave Phillips from Grand Crew, uh, you know, I've been multiple in game, more locked in in the season, more locked in on the games. Dodgers, you know, much in the same way, you know, I'm kind of loosely paying attention. I'll show up at a game or so. But on 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 the cruise, I met uh, made a new friend, Mallory O'Meara, this author. And also she has a, a book pod and she's real into hockey. And I just went to a Kings game. So that was the perfect timing of events to get me back into the hockey game. And I, that's the one thing I don't have. I don't have a Kings jersey. So, you know, I kind of went in. And, you know, when you're buying sports jerseys, are dicey. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, rest in peace to anybody who bought a Kevin Durant jersey. <laughs> you know, you, you never, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you don't know when they're going to stay. So, you know, I had to do a little research on the team, see who's going. And I also, of course, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be basic. Like, you know, back in the Breeze days, you didn't want to get a Drew Breeze jersey. I'm a Saints fan uh, sure. because, you know, everyone has the Drew Breeze jersey. So I didn't get a cut. So, I, you know, Kopitar, even though he's been with the Kings a very long time, you know, he's the captain. Everyone everyone has that jersey. Yeah. Uh, you know, we let uh, Quick go. He's with the Vegas Golden Knights. I do remember that because we won the uh, Stanley Cup with Quick. So I couldn't get a Quick jersey. So then I just went old school. And got the the classic like Lakers Kings jersey with uh, Marcel D- Diane, uh, you who is who's retired, but you know even though he ended his season with the Rangers, he has the longest stint with the Kings and is in the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame. So I was like, that's a safe bet. Get a classic, yeah. you know, because also. Didn't want to do Gretzky, another mm-hmm. like overdone, overused, mm-hmm. overworn. You know, yeah. you want to stand out a little bit. So. You want to stand out a little bit, but you want them to have enough prestige as to where when they're gone, you can wear the jersey and you still get that head nod from the exactly. Like, yeah, that's what's up. E- exactly, because because you know, I feel like if Kopitar left, like he's done his time, people would mm-hmm. still be like, yeah, that was our guy. But I just hate the, the buying a because you know if I wear someone. If I buy the jersey of someone who's on the team now, mm-hmm. I want to wear it there, you know, right. uh, yeah. what I like to call sports cosplay. You know, you definitely yeah. want to wear while they're there. So and you like I'm, to wear the pads and the helmet, too. Oh, yeah, game, I definitely right? wear. Yeah. yeah. And I stand and the by the penalty box. Yeah. Yeah. And I try and jump out and 
until security kicks me out. Yeah, her tranquils a little bit, but you keep the skates on for realism. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, if you said jump, you said jumping back into being a Kings fan. What was what was the pause, or or did you just is this the newly found thing, or or did you take well, a little break? I, you know, as an as an Angelino, I've always been a fan, and then mm-hmm. I was kind of like when we won the Stanley Cup where we beat the Rangers. That was the year I was like, I'm going to get into hockey. I had the championship hat. And I was like, this is, I need to focus. I need to support the team. But just, I feel like hockey comes on at an interesting time where it's kind of, you know, it's it's mixed because if you're following baseball and football, I mean, basketball and football, Mm -hmm. it's easy to get lost in the sauce because one kind of leads into the other. So I fell off. But because I have this new friend who actually goes to the game and watches it, Mm -hmm. that's going to be easier for me to kind of, you know, keep it going because they're going to be going to the games and inviting me, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I identify with this because as someone born and raised in the Chicago area, mm. we did not get televised broadcasts of the Blackhawks for a lot of the time I was growing up. Really? And yeah, for whatever reason, they just didn't air the Blackhawks games in my area. So when that started happening, that's when the viewership started to increase. And that's when we started getting good. And like uh, Patrick Kane came along and we, you know, we won a Stanley Cup ourselves. So I was like, you know, that was when I really started getting into hockey for that brief little bit of time. I've fallen off since then. But yeah, I can I can identify with this for sure. Oh, yeah. In terms of just the overall shape of like how the sport works, like the the playoffs, it, it really seems like kind of a crapshoot. And it's just like, you know, you have huge upsets that happen on like in basketball. Usually like you don't have massive like swings and it really is like. I I guess that could be frustrating, right? That like your team is good all year and then like another team's like has the hot goalie going into the playoffs and suddenly yeah. like they, they just charge to the but it's also like keeps things really exciting and it is yeah. just a incredibly exciting sport to watch in person. Yes. That sure. that part too is you know, everyone says that baseball is better in person than it is on TV, and I feel like it's about the same. I think the thing that people get excited <laughs> right. about for, with baseball in person is just the stadium antics. Yeah. Whereas, mm. like, no, hockey, which hockey is, like, pretty exciting to watch on screen, too, but there, the energy's there. Also, like, the last game I went to, it made me realize that I, that how much of a drinking sport it is. Like, because, like, oh, yeah. you know, it, b- basketball is interesting because the big thing that you see is like the kiss cam and like maybe like the like the the half court shot stuff but in yeah. hockey it's like sh- showing people with their beers and getting them to chug it <laughs> you're like oh, oh really is- instead of yeah. the kiss cam yeah, they have yeah, the chug yeah, yeah. cam it's like it would show uh, someone with a beer they have to chug it and i was like oh this rocks that's fun yeah, yeah. that's really funny <laughs> what is something you think is overrated oh man uh you know Something I think that's it's overrated is I, I think I might have done this in some way. Uh, <laughs> and this is just definitely uh, I feel like the more you come on this pod, the harder the overrated because you have those like built in overrated. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Opinion. And then and then as you go, you're like, OK, now I'm searching from overrated. But mine is just um, like getting the, the first the first take. You know, like there's one thing about takes, you know, we all know about the Internet take, but I also think there's a 
even more nefarious thing, which is people trying to be the first person to have the woke opinion. Uh, and mm -hmm. I hate saying it now, the word woke. It's be, yeah. it's really devolved. Like we were, you know, we were talking about back when I was on Mount Zeitmore and coming on regularly, how overused woke has been. And now it's become yeah. like truly a battleground. <laughs> like there's battleground states and now we have battleground words and woke is one of them. But it's only used by Tugger Carlson at this point. Yeah. Woke. Like but, just, yeah. Yeah. Just the, the rush into having like the most conscious take on something. A lot of times you just see people fumble because they didn't wait to see the situation pan out. And this is sounding very political and it's about to get very not political in a second when <laughs> I talk about the Bayonetta voice actress debacle, which I'm I'm guessing neither of you have heard about that or know about I it. I have not. Why would stumbled? you say that about me, man? Why, <laughs> yeah. How could you think that I missed the Bayonetta voice actress debacle? But I do yeah. want to hear your take on it. I'm familiar yeah. with Bayonetta. I have not gotten into the, the whole culture behind the voice okay. acting of it. Well, then the new one isn't going to have the original voice actress. And she hopped on Twitter and she was like, I had to pass on this role because they were only offering me $3,000. And, you know, whoever, you know, you know, whatever that actress that took the role, just know you'll never be the real Bayonetta, whatever, whatever. And the person who took the role was Jennifer Hale, who is like a very prestigious voice actor, most popularly known as the voices of female Shepard in the Mass Effect mm, series. Yes, love that just, just the goat. So, and also she's very, very like a, like a union stand. Like she's big about SAG, making sure video games go SAG. When she, when the voice actors struck against, uh, you know, the video game community for SAG roles, she would host, you know, these talks at her own home to tell you know, non-union non voice actors, why they shouldn't break the picket line. Like, she's in it. So it, it's a rough accusation. And then, of course, it eventually comes out that she negotiated a price and they and they accepted it. And then she tried to negotiate higher and they're like, well, we can't pay that. Mm -hmm. So they went somewhere else, but they're like, you know, but, you know, we'll give you a cameo and, you know, for all that done, it, it, it we'll give you 3K. And that was the full story. And right. so that comes out and you have all these people who were like yelling and like standing on the front lines to be the first to like know what's going on instead of just being like, oh, damn, we we had the wrong information and fucked up. They would they, they would do these this backpedaling where it's like, well, it's still kind of fucked up that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and right. to me, I was like, you put yourself in that position because yeah. you wanted to be the first person who was right instead of being like, let me see the situation unfold. And I don't mean it in the way where we had, you know, video footage of black bodies laying on the street and you had, you know, conservatives being like, well, let's wait till all the facts come <laughs> out because the facts right. was the video that we all could see. I'm yeah. saying that when one person is saying something and it's truly not you know, you, you don't need to stand your ground there. You can just wait to see the response in that. Maybe you can wait that out. So, yeah. and and rushing to get first, if you're wrong, maybe, maybe, maybe just uh, say you're wrong. Yeah. Stop being yeah. afraid of being wrong. And that is a take that I think I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that, like on the conservative side, that story where like Ben Shapiro was trying to get someone on his network. 
And then they were like, oh, I'm mad about what I'm getting paid. And then people took sides. And then the full story came out of like that guy was getting so much money and opportunity and he was just complaining for no reason. But then the lines had been drawn and it just kind of span out. And yeah, yeah, it's hard to have people really want to have a hot take. I think it's you know, that instant gratification of like, look how authentic I was, but first, and then you have to be like, oh, wait, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that as soon as you are found to be wrong, which means you were never authentic. So you have to, you have to really be careful and pick and choose your battles. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right? Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And if he what is something that you think is underrated? Ooh. 
okay. You know, you knew it was coming from from early. Underrated is snowboarding. There's been a you know snowboarding. I've been I'm huge into winter sports. This is my yeah, winter seat. sports guy. Look at you. Yeah, I'm a big winter sports guy. I was talking about hockey. Now I'm talking about snowboarding. I this is my second season snowboarding. And I'm like completely hooked. And it was one of those things. You know, I grew up in L.A. and I just thought it was so far from me, not knowing that you can just drive up to Palmdale and there's a right. there's one there and Big Bear. Uh, but like. Before I continue, I will acknowledge it is a very expensive sport uh, to get into because it's like, you know, usually anywhere from 100 to 150 for a lift ticket. If you don't have uh, if you don't have equipment, 50 for a rental and like the gas to get up there. If you're staying up there, it's expensive. But if you can or if you like, you know, slowly build up your your boots and helmet, you can like piece it together you can make it work. It. It's a workout. It's a good workout. You know, yes, there's been people who just get bodied, but, you know, take your time, play it safe, and you shouldn't get bodied unless you're the skier who I definitely bodied coming down uh, the mountain yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I tried to stop in the snow, said, you're going, and I just tackled her, <laughs> and she looked so mad. <laughs> And I was like, I'm so sorry, 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 sorry. because you know you have I'm 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 a I'm a two bills plus eighty coming at you, and this small woman just got just trucked. Uh, But she was good; she was able to get up. She wasn't happy, but she was good. So that's that. That's going to be my underrated is snowboard. It takes a little. It takes a little like pushing past the because I I just learned how to ski like two years ago. Cause my, you know, we had a, my dad's a basketball coach. And so yeah. like during, during the winter, it was basketball season. We didn't really like do anything other than, you know, basketball. And yeah. so, so like I just learned and man, it is like when you're going down the bunny slopes as a 39 year old man, uh, <laughs> like that was, uh, my kids were like going with me, but it's definitely it was definitely like worth it once i once i got the hang of it oh yeah i mean also like the way athletes process things are are so different (laughs) because i have a friend who's like you know in the running for like nfl stuff and all that and i invited him snowboarding goes when i'm done playing football i will do it (laughs) right (laughs) he's like i can't risk being injured well that's the other thing yeah yeah. when you're just learning it as an older person the risk of injury is much (laughs) Much oh yeah, and, and you are you know like I I did well I didn't really like I got the wind knocked out of me on one jump but like for the most part I'm good but I'm still the next day like oof yeah 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 you you're like parts of you are sore that you didn't know yes. you had parts there yeah yes yeah I mean sure. with I mean carrying your equipment up the up the uh, mountain too when I mean I was I was younger when I the last time I skied, I think I only went like three times, but last time I was like in grade school, but, you know, getting on the, the lifts that we had to do sometimes, you know, the skis were attached to the bottom of your feet, but sometimes you had to carry that shit all the way up the mountain. And, uh, that wasn't fun. So it's, it's a, it's a good like workout and I do kind of miss it. I remember having like the most fun I've ever had while also being the most exhausted I've ever been at the end oh, yeah. of the day. Yeah. 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 Whoops your ass. Yeah. I stopped yesterday because I physically had to. Like I yeah. like my thigh, my like right quad basically knotted up into what felt like a ball. Yeah. And I could not 
physically snowboard. I had to unstrap myself and limp down the mountain. And and everyone's like, everything all right? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. It feels <laughs> weird to be like, I'm not injured. I'm just tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just old. We're just yeah. just old. Don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah. And you're a you're a very one of the more fit people I know. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna kick your ass out there, folks. Yeah. But we're worth a try. Definitely, it's definitely fun. All right, let's talk about Amazon. They're being sued. Always just a, a happy little bit of news. Who knows if it's gonna go anywhere? But they're being sued in New York in particular for having facial recognition, just loosing facial recognition technology onto uh, their consumer base without really checking with the consumers. And that is against the law only in New York City. That's the only city where that... <laughs> that's that's wild people, that that's the only yeah, place. That's people crazy. might want to know about this. Yeah. yeah. What is this, Europe? We got to tell people stuff? Come on. But yeah, I mean, the whole idea is to... so just walk out technology is what they're calling it. They put up signs informing people more than a year after the law went into effect. But it's like using biometrics and cameras to basically track people, like recognize them when they walk in, and then they can walk out with the stuff and you have paid for it. Essentially, they'll just like charge your account. And the whole idea here is that it's to reduce they they call human interactions like friction like their goal is to completely turn us into autonomous consumption machines and there's no good way to monetize like human interaction and in fact it makes the purchase the purchases move slower so they're just trying to design a skinner box maze that is like lonelier and more focused on the efficiency of like getting the thing you want and leaving which in the moment feels good like they like you you want to be able to skip the line in the moment right mm -hmm. but at the same time like i i just feel like we're building toward like we're seeing you know people's responses on like metrics of loneliness and you know we're seeing things like deaths of despair go through the roof as we get more and more just like funneled into these little individualized consumption boxes where we're like, okay, and then I like use my phone to order the food. It gets dropped off on my porch. And then I go into the store and don't talk to anyone. I just, you know, keep, keep my eyes in front of me, get the stuff I want and then walk out and like that. That's the old that's their ultimate goal here. And I think it's kind of in line with what our instincts tell us we want in the moment, but what overall is probably going to be bad for us. Yeah. I and like. I think it's the same concept as like the checkout lines where there's a primary like directive for it. And then there's a secondary I think layer to it where they'll use it to victimize themselves to be like, we tried to make it more convenient for you guys, but you just keep like, you know, stealing from us because we made it too easy <laughs> right. to steal from us and we trusted you. And I just, I don't like how they use this technology as a way to claim it's easier for us. And then I feel like there's a twofold reason for doing it. It might seem good in the short term for them, but then they can also use these frictionless interactions as a way to see like well our customers are taking advantage of us somehow so let's tighten the belt or like 
you know, let's let's monitor them even more. And it's they're overreaching. They always have been. But it's getting like really scary and invasive, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I think it doesn't help that they hit it. You know, like that's the thing where I it doesn't garner trust when your first instinct was to not tell anyone about it, because what's the use like what? I think you're right. Like there is a lot of reason to have it. And if they were like, oh, the way that this technology works is we, you know, we're able to track your face and da da da, you know, you would know. But you inherently know that people are able to do the mental math to be like, oh, but to do that. <laughs> like yeah. you that's have, the thing. And they're still denying it. They're yeah. like, no, we're not using facial recognition technology. Only shoppers who choose to enroll in Amazon One and choose to be identified by hovering their palm over the Amazon One device have their palm biometric data securely collected. And these individuals are provided the appropriate privacy disc. I think that's how it is in most places, yeah. but I know they're experimenting with the facial recognition shit. Like they've yes. had like test cases where exactly. people are like, I just walked in and walked out with the shit and they were, they charged me. So, yeah. yeah. And also it's the thing where it's like, you can say that you're not, but it's like the facial, you're saying that in fact, the facial recognition software is there. So it's not like that automatically turns off if I don't sign up for your doohickey app. It's not like that my face isn't being tracked because for that to work, you, my face has to be tracked. Like not in the sense that you're trying to track me, but you need to track me to discern me from the ones who did sign up. So in some way, shape or form, that would mean that you have my face in your, yeah. in your database. And we've also seen time and time again how easy it is for that to immediately turn into, oh, and then also the cops are now able mm. to subpoena this yes. from people. Yes, that's, you know? the, that's the truly scary part. And they're not going to tell you that they're doing that either. And it reminds me of like that, that James Dolan story about him monitoring people who came into the venues he owned with facial recognition technology. And we're going to see this story a lot more. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a story about Elon Musk using, you know, biometric scanners to monitor his ex-girlfriends or something like that. Like, it's This is going to come up a lot. Don't, don't get me started. I have, uh, I do own a Tesla Model Y. And what's wild about that, and I, and I didn't even know, but for the longest, you know, from the inception of this car, they've put a cabin camera where like, it's, it's like right where your rear view mirror would be, but there's a small circle mm. and there's been a cabin camera there. They don't, I didn't know wow. it's, it isn't overtly anywhere. And I would know because I, when I was waiting for the car and I was excited, I was looking at all the features and stuff. And it wasn't until they just did like, Oh, to update for the self-driving feature. Um, no, first they were like, in this update, we are, you, you can give us permission to upload the cabin, the cabin camera. And I was like, cabin camera. <laughs> and I look up and I was like, Oh, there's been a camera wow. in my car this whole time that looks in and sees me driving. And then they uh -huh. added the like self-driving, which like it's self-driving is, is, is such a headache because like I get all sides of it. Right. Where it's yeah. like, you got the people who aren't self-driving and they, and they, they don't want to be on the road with these, with essentially a beta experiment with this. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But then, so they're trying to cover their tracks while they're like, well, with self-driving, you have to have hands on the wheel 
looking at the road and all that. And it was like, well, then why am I using this? Right. Obviously, if I want self-driving, it's so I can do other things other yeah. than driving. Yeah, like, right. no one wants to, if my hands are on the re- wheels and here's there, why am I just not driving? Like, that's yeah. just right. drive. You like, you are self-driving, sure, but I'm, I'm driving. Obviously, I want to, like, answer emails and all that stuff. And now, and now they have the cabin camera so that if you're not looking at the road, if you're not facing forward, it's going to be like, hey, you're not looking at the road. Mm-hmm. And after it warns you a couple of times, it'll shut it off and then you can't yeah. use it. And then if it shuts off like that five times, you get it revoked, which also is going to put it in iffy territory because for people like me who paid for the self-driving where it's like you pay 10 grand mm-hmm. for this extra feature that now can be ripped for you if you don't follow these rules mind you new rules that they have just been implemented like they sure. added the, so i'm like this 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 feels like iffy territory but i'm sure when you signed up for the car there was something that says like you know you have to follow these rules no matter future future rules and bullshit yeah. like that yeah and yeah. iffy territory is what you call your house also, yeah right yeah, that when is people also walk my house. yeah mm-hmm. i did yeah, yeah. And, uh, you're also your debut album so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah iffy territory uh yeah so it's so it's very interesting to see how we're going to go and i think the the steps would have been internally beta testing passing tests going to the department of transposition uh, transportation getting it ver- vetted, but everything is moving at light speed and there's just so much uh, issue. But honestly, like everyone's like, I don't want to be on a car on the road with a Tesla drive. I was like, actually, I think I would want more people auto driving uh, right. because y'all can't drive. Like everyone's like, I don't want to be on <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you can't drive. I've yeah. seen you. I've been on the road with you. You cannot drive. You can blame the Tesla all you want, but before there was Teslas on the road, you were still driving bad. And now, you know, you have something to blame instead of being like, no, I, I, I've saw, I've saw two cars flipped over in the past two days and none of them were Teslas. Y'all can't yeah. drive. Stop trying to blame. Like, look, I'm not, Elon sucks. I'm not, yeah. the Tesla drivers, we drive bad too, but you drive, it's, it's not them or us. We all driving bad out here. So let's yeah. get the technology that lets us all just get traveled around like trains so we not fucking up our day by causing an accident on the 405 that's going to make a 30-minute trip three hours. Yeah. Elon Musk is allowed to watch your cabin camera footage and jerk off. I, yeah. I think that's that, in the, that, that's, in the fine print, I think yeah. about that often uh, <laughs> because I every time I'm mad at him, I do look at the camera and say, fuck you, which yeah. is daily. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I wonder because, you know, all of the stuff is over the air updates. So like there, like, I do wonder if there's just one, he is the type of person to to be so petty that like one day I'm just, my car won't start. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You said something mean about me on Twitter. Yes. I'm sure you pay some assistant to aggregate all of the people who said some shit about him and then fucks with their Teslas if they bought one. Yeah, he's he's got too much power. I mean, James Dolan, like, picked some person who insulted him years before was at a Rockettes show with her kids and, like, was forcibly, like, removed from the premises and had to, like, wait outside while her kids were, like, finishing the show because of facial recognition technology, so. He said he didn't do it, so this is another example of people, like, doing this and being like, no, 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 not me. Yeah, just more and more, like, brittle billionaire egos, like, with more and more powerful technology is going, probably not a good 
path to be on. But Definitely. but we'll see. Because <laughs> we'll it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Good luck to us. I mean, with the self-driving shit, like six years ago, they released a viral video where a car like drives a long distance and they like did the whole thing and we're like they there was a person in the driver's seat purely for legal reasons. They didn't touch it. And then, like, it turns out, we just found out this year they were lying about that. Lie. They yeah. had, like, pre-programmed the entire route. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was not what they were claiming it to be. But, yeah, they're, they're just out in front of it. Like, that's, that's the thing. Is like, if they were doing things the way that you were describing, where it's like they get the Department of Transportation on board. The Department of Transportation was not basically just scared of every industry and every billionaire and actually like did their job of like protecting people and, you know, overseeing train monopolies and shit. Like we might be in okay shape, but like, yeah, I don't know. With, with, With things the way they are, I just feel like they're... There are going to be like accidents. I don't know if they'll be at the same rate as like the accidents people will be causing on their own, but then there'll be like, okay, there's a beta update to to address that. And it'll just yeah. be very like haphazard. Yeah. This is something unnerving about the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to see where the counter culture go, like the counter movement comes for the because I've seen a few things where there's like this fashion movement of certain garments like hoodies or whatever that like scramble facial recognition technology and things like that. And I find that fascinating. There's going to be two sides of the coin here and they're going to spread farther and farther out from each other. Yeah, it looks cool. I love it in theory, but I feel like time and again in America, we keep being like, man, what's the art? What's the response to Trump going to be? What's going to? And it's like people are just too busy working so that they can have health care to like unless things like shut down with the pandemic, like that people like don't have the time to (laughs) scramble together a resistance. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it would be dope if like, Everybody got together and said, fuck the billionaires. And I think there are cool examples of that that we'll highlight in days and years to come, for sure. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about how brands are the new movie protect. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And when it rains, it pours. We, we've been highlighting, you know, the Air Jordan origin stories coming out. There was a BlackBerry origin story trailer that dropped earlier last week that actually looked fun. People seem like on board with this Tetris one. It's, a, you know, a very cool story. So like that, this seems to be not just a couple isolated incidents, but like, you know, we, we've been saying like, it makes sense that brands would be the new movie protagonists. They're like what we're going to have instead of superhero movies because or, you know, what we have instead of like the royals that Shakespeare wrote about, we have brands because brands actually corporations are the thing that makes all the decisions that rule us, which is why like succession is popular. It's like these yeah. are the things that control our lives. They're American dynasties. Yes. Yeah. And so with all of that said, news of the latest one, we knew we, we had heard that this was in the works early on. But they actually just premiered the Flamin' Hot Cheetos origin story at South by Southwest. And people seem to be on board. People are like, it's actually really fun, y'all. Like, yeah. Sorry. Which is also what I'm hearing about Air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing about the Blackberry movie and the Tetris movie is like, that. sorry, this is just who we are. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, this, is the, this is what a good movie is now. And, yeah. you know, I liked The Social Network. I mean, I think I think it makes sense. You know, we are this uh, we we're we're so consumed by brands now. Right. Yeah. Because we're like locked in on the on the Internet. And 
I think some good can come from uh, from movies like this, like Air, and some where you kind of dehumanize the the brand, where you're like, no, this is a an idea made up of people, and these are the people mm. behind it. Because right. there is this weirdness when you see brands on social media and like the brand managers running the account and doing memes that it gives these brands a personality, a person, and, yeah. And, yeah. And I feel like movies like these can actually work against that hopefully and be like nope this is a company and this is the people behind it and i think social network is a great idea because i feel like that movie was the downfall of the like making you know mark zuckerberg seem cool like i feel like that once that movie came out people were like oh he is kind of a dick and he has it made him seem more charismatic than he really is because jesse eisenberg is like an actor who's very charismatic on screen but it also was like yeah but like what this dude decided ultimately to do was big and vast and fucked up (laughs) like Mm -hmm. real fucked up and not you know not something that he probably wanted to approve like that's you know I think best case scenario, it gives us more insights like that. Worst case scenario, though, we're like getting to see these people making corporate decisions and like they're being like made into heroes while like the things that make those corporate decisions possible is like, you know, grinding lower paid workers (laughs) to, you know, and just, you know, people being threatened with starvation and lack of health care. Yeah. I mean, work around the clock. Yeah. And I'm actually here for this. Like we're we're, uh, you alluded to this earlier, Jack, about there's like a big allegedly caveat with the origin story about the full truthfulness of it or not. And actually, we should just talk about that before I give my point about. Sure. Yeah, so the this movie, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie, is the story of a somebody who I think was like framed as a uh, custodian in the original origin story, who worked for Frito Lay and was just like a big fan of <laughs> of their work, and was also you know a tinkerer, had a little shed in his backyard. So Richard Montanez is is his name, and he basically tells the story that he, you know, worked for Frito-Lay in like a custodial capacity or was like, you know, a lower level worker. I think it was first pitched as like he was a custodian and then tinkered with these flavors, like putting elote, like Mexican, you know, the... Mexican street food of elote of like grilled corn with lime and chili. And he was like, what if we put those spices on Cheetos? Like what, like these would be good. And then like, it it was so good that he then like brought it to the Frito-Lay CEO at the time, Roger Enrico. And he was like, this is brilliant. And Flaming Hot Cheetos was born, except for the fact that Frito-Lay claims like none of that is true. And I, I still don't know, like, where I fall on this. Like, somebody, yeah. I want to see somebody do, like, a real deep dive into yeah. what part of it is true. Because, obviously, like, Frito-Lay is not going to want to be overshadowed or also, like, legally liable mm-hmm. to, like, pay this person more than what they have already paid. So, they're like, you know, actually, it was te- it was being test marketed already when he... <laughs> claims to have come up with this idea and just like real like their story seems to want it both ways they're like we came up with this idea and it's a very boring story of like test kitchens and marketing and 
and none of his thing is true, but we love him and we're here to celebrate Richard. And he contributed <laughs> in some way, but not yeah, a way that's legally liable to us. Like, yeah, right. I, I, uh, I'm actually here for this, like, because, you know, how many examples of whitewashing do we have where we find out the person who really invented something was from a marginalized community while some yeah. landowning white man claimed all the credit? So, yeah. so, and, and also to their credit, they're even willing to, I guess they added in lines where they poke fun, like uh, narrative lines where they poke fun at this, maybe not being all the way true necessarily, which is much more than my history books ever did. So sure. um, I feel like, you know, this is a good like you know if sure fictionalize more uh, origin stories of companies or take all the white people out of it put more black and brown people and people of color in there people from marginalized communities and say they did it and i don't care if it's a lie i like the representation it's more than what we've had before so yeah uh, yeah i like seeing this yeah no i i yeah i'm always uh <laughs> wary of companies being like <laughs> no that's not true we were doing the test kitchen i'm like okay who was the head chef who was it because if it was a white person then his story still stands because a white person <laughs> didn't like pull that from his culture you know, right, you know right. where, where it's like it's like cool show us the receipts because you know usually uh, <laughs> that's how they respond it was but competing with the like, white guy's idea yeah. of mayonnaise cheetos <laughs> yeah <laughs> Instead, they're like, take my word for it, please. Yeah. How about yeah. we dunk the Cheetos in milk? Huh? Yeah. How about that one? <laughs> uh -huh. I'm, I'm just a little worried that these Cheetos are going to be too spicy and they're going to cause people to masturbate. Yeah, <laughs> which was the, that that's one so in, in a moment we'll get to it yeah because that's where cornflakes came from was oh, them God. being like we need to create a food so bland that it will make kids stop jerking off <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a it's a mess but like this is apparently a messy fun movie that like relishes in certain exaggerations it's less the founder and more like it's got some adaptation like vibes to it where you don't know really what to believe but it's it's a little bit fun and i'm 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 happy with that yeah this seems like a a fun way to to approach that and apparently ava longoria doing a doing some pretty good work in her directorial debut so that's that's exciting yeah, yeah. and and these movies can be fun. We already pointed out, like, you know, the Mighty Ducks. I had fun with that when I was a child. That's kind of, a, yeah. you know, it's it's more about, like, team and stuff. But there's branding all over that shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mighty Ducks, Angels in the Outfield. Of oh, yeah. course, the true story behind uh, the <laughs> formation of the California Angels baseball team. But, I mean, like, they, there is a pretty good track record with these movies. Like, mm -hmm. Moneyball, I, yeah. I would put in this category because it's, like, telling the purported true story behind, like, the o Oakland A's, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like relevance. They didn't even win anything, but they were, like, relevant for a period of time when right. they had a very low payroll. Social Network, Ford versus Ferrari was, I think, the most recent example of this that was, like, Oscar-nominated. Yeah. The founder... Steve Jobs movies. That, all the yeah. Steve Jobs movies, like the that the, the genre of Steve Jobs movies <laughs> yeah. becoming, yeah, its own thing. Mm -hmm. So that that leads me to the question of like we already pitched lunchables, like the lunchables story told from the perspective of because that was like Oscar Meyer was like, nobody wants to eat hot dogs and bologna anymore. What do we do? And they invent invented lunchables and became it became like one of the most profitable thing in foods but also gave a bunch of people 
horrible health issues because it's one of the least healthy foods ever pawned off, like sold to children. But I I could definitely see, like, I'm kind of surprised that I haven't already heard about a Coca-Cola origin story movie. Me too. Like that. They must just be being very precious with that. But the mm-hmm. origin story of Coca-Cola is like, has to be the holy grail of these movies because it was invented oh, yeah. by a heroin or like morphine addict who yeah. like veteran of the Civil War where everybody came out of that war addicted to morphine because they were all, you know, shot up and in so much pain. I can I can imagine maybe Coca-Cola doesn't want to be associated with the Breaking Bad yeah. type character, but I think they should poke fun at them. I would have so much respect it. for them if they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so at that time, one of the treatments for morphine addiction was cocaine. <laughs> They're like, try this, this healthy drug. And that's where he found out about cocaine and how he started putting it in his beverage and just, you know, the immediate out of control popularity of Coca-Cola because it had cocaine in it. And people were like, give me a, give me a, I think they would call it a dope at the time. And it would be like three, three times stronger than it was meant to be. They would just like put extra, extra syrup in it. And people would just run around high out of their mind. (laughs) It's the most American thing that's ever happened. Like the whole pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, capitalism, drug induced mania. You gotta, you gotta love it. Yeah. Somebody like this might need to be its own like long running HBO series or something. Cause there's, there's a lot of story there. Absolutely. And then Elon Musk, of course, like the Elon Musk movies, probably, you know, 15, 20 years from now are going to be coming. 2024. (laughs) Relentlessly coming. Yes. He's shopping it around right now. I also, on a serious note, I did, uh, we, I pitched the uh, Patagonia movie at the beginning of the record session, just because like that guy has an interesting legacy. I'm not fully uh, immersed in everything that happened there. I just know some people in the area that he took over in Chile. He bought a lot of property with the intention of preserving this area and making it pristine. And, you know, the guy who owned it was, you know, this rich white guy who was buying land in a country with indigenous folks who were skeptical of him. And there's a lot of stuff there. There's environmentalism, there's uh, activism, there's capitalism, there's adventure because that guy was going all around. I keep saying that guy because I don't know his name. But, um, (laughs) you know, he was climbing mountains. He was kayaking. There's a whole like fantastical like Yellowstone type of movie in there somewhere yeah and he left the company to the employees i thought or at least yeah or something about and then he, doing that and then he died tragically while he was uh like he would think he was kayaking on a river and, and drowned or something but yeah there's a fascinating Damn. story there yeah yeah how about you if uh if he any like pitches for brands i mean there's got to be some good like the invention of oh, well, i want the mountain dew story Oh the yeah, Dew there you story. go. Yeah, from there, we from missed Mountain, it. There you from go. Mountain Effie. Ale to X Games, you know, and it'll be like it'll be like a like a like a triple X action extreme Hell sports. Yeah. You know, from moonshine thing. to kickflips. I love yeah, that. Exactly. Like the moonshiners. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. that is actually the origin of yes. NASCAR. Is <laughs> true. Like yeah, people right. running yeah. moonshine around in those cars that looked like that and evading the police. So I mean, NASCAR and Mountain Dew could have. Yeah. A great co I'd watch both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds yeah. amazing. Green light it, Hollywood. Take our <laughs> idea. There you yeah. go. You know, and also, this is a very uh, 
a a very specific <laughs> an extremely specific like point of of hitting this up but there was a thing where there was this company called Chatters in uh Utah and it was basically a bootleg in and out because at the time in and out only was in California and I think Las Vegas. Those were the, like, it was, it was being like, we're a California restaurant. And so they yeah. made the bootleg chatters and in and out sued them. And I think they tried to have the def- defense of like, well, in and out only exists in California. And so in and out basically made an in and out in Utah after that case. And and now that there's one in and out that's in Utah because of this chatters because of chatters. Uh, so it's like instead of the founder, it's like the origin story of McDowell's. Yeah, like the, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like the I'm the, version. If you build it, they would come. Type B. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds incredible. And Utah is fascinating. Like just all the all the weird culture that that pops oh, yeah. up there, floating soda shops around food too yeah yeah amazing well if he as always truly a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist where can people find you follow you all that good stuff you can find me if you whitey way on twitter and instagram and that's where you'll be locked in on all the things i'm up to yeah yeah and is there a tweet or work of media that you've been enjoying oh yeah i have it Load it up right there. Uh, it's a, you know, I'll describe it for the listener at home, uh, which is going to be, you know, interesting if you're not familiar with the game, but it's a picture of a Mylurk from the Fallout series, which are these large kind of crab humanoid things. <laughs> and the tweet just says, they be eating shit like this in Louisiana. And yep. the first time I saw it, I laughed for 30 minutes straight. And then you keep <laughs> laughing as you scroll down the replies and there's a bunch of louisianans being like yeah and like like not even <laughs> deflecting not denying the accusations they're like yes we would fry that shit up yeah, I- <laughs> yeah man just grab um, it out of the the craw the crawdads the uh yeah. the little oh, mud yeah. things they yeah crawl they pull some wild looking bug looking shit out of the mud and make it delicious Oh, yeah. I sent it to my sister just to see, you know, because my mom's side off in New Orleans. So, you know, we raised on that type beat. And she said, LMAO, that little thing lang be the best part, too. Like, <laughs> 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 like they've mm. already figured out the parts that would taste good. Like, mm-hmm. that's how far people in Louisiana are deep in the shellfish and seafood. They, they, wow. they're like, we know what parts of this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Justin, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? You can find me at Jcon the Smith on Instagram and Instagram only. That's J C O N T H E S M I T H. And um, I don't use, I don't really have that much content that I follow, but I do like this photographer out of New York who I'm sure many of the site gang is already following because he's literally got a million followers. He goes by New York Nico online on Instagram. Uh, he's just got a lot of wholesome, just slice of life takes from New York where he's just aiming his camera at interesting people. He calls himself the unofficial talent scout of New York City. Just vignettes of beautiful people showing themselves to you and sharing their experience. So you can find uh, New York Nico on Instagram. All right. 
you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Well, first of all, uh, Emma Tolkien tweeted, Mark Strong is Stanley Tucci's Wario. I did. I have been going through my life thinking Mark Strong was Stanley Tucci. Like I was just like, there goes Tucci again in another. Because oh, they, you know what? Yeah, I didn't know this guy by name, but yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's right there. I thought that was they. They were the same. They just have the the shape of the bald head, mm-hmm. the glasses, the chin shape, the the yeah. The, it's yeah, all too. It's close. all there. Yeah, and then. Bakun on Twitter tweeted uh, a picture of the part in Man of Steel, <laughs> 2013, 10-year-old movie, but I'll make this <laughs> observation. I'll never get tired of people pointing this out. Kevin Costner plays Clark Kent's dad, and it is, I believe, the midpoint of the movie. He just gets, like, devoured by a tornado <laughs> that Superman, like, clearly could have saved him from if he was like willing to. <laughs> to use his superpowers but like doesn't because he wants to like stay in the closet as a superhero or like that's his dad's theory because his dad's like there's a tornado that's about to just like swallow him whole yeah and doesn't he stop he, him he, he stops like... he puts up his hand and is like and so back when like tweeted a screen cap of that and said clark no i deserve the cold embrace of the grave Use your heightened senses to stand there and listen to debris shred my body. Did you hear that one, son? That was a fence post. It just went clear through my stomach. And yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. Gotta love superhero movies. Got to love them. Well, soon enough, they will be replaced by... Branding. The invention of cool ranch Doritos movies. Hell yeah. Multiple. They'll have multiple of those. It'll be like Armageddon and Deep Impact. There'll One for be, each flavor. Yeah, multiple <laughs> cool ranch uh, origin story movies coming out in the same month. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And super producer, Justin Connor, what is a song that you think people might enjoy? Uh, I think I only have a few more times to recommend tracks, as we have alluded to. Miles may pop his head up here one of these coming uh, weeks. We don't know. So I'm not going to be here for Wednesday's recording either. So I kind of want to make these last few songs count. So this is one of my favorite songs I used to play when I was DJing a lot. And this song is an Italian trap song that I believe is about... uh, receiving toppy as the kids might say uh <laughs> you know, through google translate to get the it's like okay i, I have a, i have a friend who's sicilian and heard the ah. lyrics and she was like hmm? what is that? What and is so uh, you know it's, it's about getting the old the old moist mouth i think but uh oh, i don't gosh. speak italian so i'm not sure but so anyone much worse than toppy <laughs> it is it is i had to do it um anyone in the zeit gang who does speak italian please give me a rundown of what this guy is saying because it sounds freaky um also if you have a sound system i highly suggest just calibrating everything to where it needs to be and letting the shit bang because it has a low deep end. Um, but this is Super Califrigida by The Clerk and Mudimbi, and you can find that song in the footnotes. Footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 
here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.